Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the Mojo Market Report right here on a Tuesday. It is Dave Sturgeo. It is Chris Gucci, A5, Anthony behind the glass here at Chop Studios. We hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys enjoyed Monday Night Football. Um, we'll get into the game in a second, but I got I to gotta start with this because it was topical. It was conversational. It was, it was uh, viral. Um, I have to say that I did play a specific way last night. I went short. On the fan that ran onto the field. <laughs> because, Ooh, my God. Punished. <laughs> like, punished. Amidst the smoke bomb. But, <laughs> Bobby Wagner was not happy. He's like, you know what? I just want to play the game. Can we get this guy off the field? And he leveled him. And so if you took, if you went short on the fan, you cashed last night. So congratulations to the fan for being an absolute putz. Um, but anyway, Monday Night Football comes and goes. Obviously, uh, the 49ers, I, and I said this to you in pre you got to wonder if, like, uh, McVeigh has, like, a dartboard at home with, like, Shanahan's face on it and just, like, vroom, vroom, like, just so up to, like, Jimmy G, Jimmy G off to the side. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he's just, like, I, like almost Stafford's like a – You ever see that meme where they have, like, the frame and he's, like, kind of like, I wish you were here. You know, maybe maybe he Wait, wishes he Stafford, was in the gym. Stafford throwing darts at Jimmy G. <laughs> Sidearm. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, obviously, the 49ers – Absolutely have their number um, when it comes. To, I think he's now eight and three against McVeigh. So that's seven and zero in their last seven regular seasons. So that's just, I mean, right there. That's that's an incredible stat. Uh, Shanahan's a one of the better coaches in the NFL. I, I, I don't want to get him started. Uh, one of the better ones. I didn't say best coaches in the NFL. I said one of the better ones. But last night, obviously, top movers are the is the big conversation if you're playing in the Mojo market. Top movers. Um, there was a lot of movement last night. Um, if you're seeing the, the scroll on the bottom of your screen, there's also a lot of movement still lingering around from Sunday. So don't be alarmed. We all are aware that there was a game last night and there was a couple guys that shot up the ranks. But there's also a couple guys that based off injuries and different things like that that suffered on Sunday. We'll get into that very, very uh, later on. Uh, but first, we start off with the unfortunate Matt Stafford, who literally looked like he just could. I mean, he was the former lost. member of he the was, he 100 was Club. Move over a little bit. <laughs> former member, <laughs> former member of the 100 Club. He was now getting too close, guys. Out again. Yeah. See. Oh, I know. So, my question is this. Is Mojo going to give him like a graphic every time he re-enters? The I don't know. Club? I don't know. I think he's over. He's overstaying his welcome as far as like the coming and going and coming and going. Right. Just come on, bro. Get it together, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. Uh, you can't well, keep doing this, bro. Matt last night went thirty-two of forty-eight. He threw uh, one really bad interception. Um, really bad interception. He got away with a couple more really he bad. He did. He did. And then he also got sacked seven times, pressured five more. The Rams just were up in his face the entire time, and based off the market uh, the last 49ers night, were, that's what I meant to say. The 49ers were up in his face the entire time, and based off of his market, again, yes, we said it already, he falls out of the 100 club. Now, here's the here's the bigger issue, okay? It's not an issue per se. If you thought that, like, you know, you were going to take advantage of what Mojo was offering, which was 25 times multipliers on a guy like Matt Stafford, in which you should be doing this on the vets because of all the bank value that they have and the volatility isn't really there like a Tom Brady-esque where it's like, all right, we know what he's done. He's not going to do too much. I think he went up like an eighth of a percent yesterday, Tom Brady I'm talking about the other day. And like if you don't have the multiplier on, what's it like really worth? So if you went in on Stafford with the multiplier, 
there is some risk involved, uh, and this is the risk. So well, he has himself case, a really it was bad a free game. One. Yeah, well, yes, truth. Um, so if you took Jimmy G, congratulations, he had a better game. <laughs> but in this regard, this top mover is a bad one. Usually we start like, yay, everybody's making money. Yeah, Matthew Matt Stafford, Stafford threw the night. ball to Cooper Cup 20 times yesterday. 20. It was either 19 or 20, but 20 targets in a game. Cooper Cup had his highest reception total in his career yesterday right. in a losing effort. They got to get other guys involved. A and I'll give bit. you, I'll give you your due. I mean, you said that Higby would be featured and boy, oh boy, was he fed too. And look, Stafford overall, you know, he's got some bank value now. He's won himself a Super Bowl, right? So it's, it's one of those guys that like, I don't know if I'm even messing around with Stafford at, at this point of his career. Like it, it, it's not really, and, and to be honest with you, it's not really safe either. With Considering me, the fact he's the, due for a pick six, Per two weeks. With me and Stafford, Stafford had a really bad run last year, mm -hmm. and it was a one-month stretch where they just got out-physicaled by every team, and it was started by the 49er game in San Francisco, yes, and they went right. out as a terrible run, and Matthew Stafford had undisclosed injuries dealing with a back issue, an elbow issue. The one thing I'll say about Stafford, he's a gamer, he's tough, but these injuries are starting to pile up, and you, there's always like a, a every three to six months, there's a report that surfaces that Matthew Stafford is dealing with like Something. chronic issues. Right. And then, and then a week later, you see him throw 300 yards and three touchdowns. But you got to imagine that eventually these injuries are going to come rearing their ugly head and it's going to come tumbling down. I like Stafford. I'm not rooting for that. But it's, it is a little alarming. You know what's going to happen, right? Now we have a very angry Matt Stafford as a Cowboy fan. That's just that sounds like a hey, plan well, for you me. You could look at it two ways. They had a really tough time dealing with the 49ers front seven. I anticipate them Truth. having a very tough time dealing with Dallas's as well. So okay, that makes me happy. All right, moving on to somebody with some positivity. That's Debo Samuel, ladies and gentlemen, who took a four-yard slam pass and took it to the house call. 57-yard catch and run. This dude is a joystick. We are all very aware of what this guy can do. He's a joystick and then once you finally get to the point of contact, you want nothing to do with it. Depot, you can't bring this guy down Did you see? shedding tackles in the open field like and no between disre tackles. No disrespect to Jalen Ramsey, I mean, but he wanted nothing to do with that. <laughs> Zero to do with that. But look, Debo Samuel yesterday showed out six catches, 115 yards on seven targets. So he's getting the ball in his hands. Also rushed two, two times for two yards, nothing there. That but yak, though. That what? Yes. That I mean, between that and, oh, that was the graphic I was talking about. I was talking to Chris in uh, pregame, uh, pregame, pre-show about how ESPN uses some awesome graphics and how they can go away like that. The graphic they used was, where's Debo? Meaning, like, where is he on the field? That's what you do have to Like, you have to really take that into account. Like, every time this guy's lined up, you got to adjust accordingly because he's in the, in the backfield. The slot, the Y, the X, the Y, the Z, the quarterback. He does everything. And this is the guy that you want to go very long on because if he's just getting started now and the target share that he gets and the volume this guy gets every day, this is a guy I would go long on. I would throw multipliers on. The only thing that could possibly go wrong is an injury. Other than that... He's going to be there to stay. Yeah, I worry a little bit because of his usage out of the backfield long term. Sure, I think yeah. that takes a little bit of the shine off. If he was just a true clear-cut receiver, I would be a little more in on Debo. And I know that his his running ability is kind of what gives him that extra boost above some of his other receivers. But I just it worries me a little bit, and I think that there's a lot of value at the top end, which we've gotten to in the past. Like any of the three, Jefferson, Jamar Chase, right, right. T. Higgins, I'm a little more in on those guys because of their lack of uh, handoffs, really. The lack of the need to be the every down back, really. But I Debo, mean, it is a fun guy to watch play, and having a little bit of an investment on Debo is a, is a cool thing because of the way he plays football. And it's just that's what it's kind of about for me as well. I know Debo is going to have a good career. Right. 
barring catastrophic injury. Right, and we don't want we don't want that to happen at all. So yeah, buy on Debo. Buy on Debo. Here's just one. Just not me. Just, here's one that might actually, you know, it, it could. How do I break this down? It's hard for me to get behind this because of the 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 change of the guard all the time when it, when the Shanahan ran offense and they and they show they're showing that in Miami already too with a bunch of running backs. But last night, outside of Debo's two carries, there wasn't. I think Yuschek had one, but like outside of that, Jeff Wilson Jr. had all the carries. He got 18 opportunities, 74 yards. He also had a 32 yard sprint job that like literally like shot out of a cannon. Jeff Wilson Jr. has been one of those guys that if you're a daily fantasy, or not even daily, season-long fan, he's been picked up a million times in the last two years, right? You're always kind of testing the waters with Jeff Wilson. This spike happens to be, you know, again, would you I, – I, personally, I'm not investing in a Jeff Wilson Jr., but if you're one of those short-term guys and you think that he's going to get the, the rock a lot while uh, Elijah Mitchell is out, then maybe that's something you, you test. Jeff Wilson – I think is the equivalent of Elijah Mitchell. And he stays a little bit healthier. We'll see how he is carrying the full load. But in terms of a fantasy, we'll put this in perspective there. Jeff Wilson Jr. has delivered three straight, three straight RB2 numbers. And I know that that's not saying, oh, well, he's not blown. But yes, that is pretty solid for a guy that wasn't a starter coming into the league. Elijah Mitchell, the one thing I'll say about him is he gets hurt. And they needed Debo down the stretch to play running back. Even when Elijah Mitchell gets back healthy, I think Jeff Wilson's going to be heavily involved in the offense. Yeah. He's had he's had games in the past where he's come in and he's had 100 yards, two touchdowns. So Jeff Wilson's proven he's at least talented enough to, to make it happen in the NFL. The running backs in San Francisco is always murky with Shanahan. But I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is kind of taking the lead right now. The very similar way that Elijah Mitchell did last year when they didn't know who was going to be the guy. And yeah. he kind of just stepped in and took over. Jeff Wilson Jr. is kind of doing a good job to, of Wally Pipping Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, to me, uh, and Wally Pip, for all you youngins out there, you're probably like, what? <laughs> Go look it up. Google it. It's great. Uh, it's not great if you're uh, Wally Pip. Uh, but in regards to this guy, I think he's a complete change of, pace, a change of pace back. I really do. Like, Eli Mitchell seems to be more of the, I'll look for contact, uh, but I'll, I'll finesse you when I have to. Jeff Wilson, when he gets in the open field, man, it's no, it's no shifty-shifty. It's just go. You know, so downhill that's the kind of guy that NFL, I like to watch. I think a downhill runner in the NFL is going to get it done. Yeah, 100%. I I'm agree. with Jeff Wilson. I am, I am too. All right. So Small investment in Jeff That's Wilson. Monday Night Football in a nutshell. And obviously we have ourselves uh, another week to look forward to. Yes, and we'll we preview do. the Thursday night game when that, that comes around. But there are a couple things that we wanted to talk about today. More specifically, let's talk some wide receivers. Let's talk wide receivers. Right, because we've been talking quarterbacks for a long time. We we, we went we you know banged you over the head with Zach Wilson and all the quarterback movement, rightfully so, because it's all doing well. Same thing with the running backs. We talked about the top dogs last week, you know, Zeke losing his spot and then regaining and then losing it again. So we talked about positions as a whole. Today I want to talk wide receivers because there is a lot of questions about the wide receivers, but there's also a big topical question that I want to bring up to Chris, who I know did a deep dive because we prayer, you know, prepare for this show. <laughs> so I know he did it, and I know it's a good one. Uh, but first, I want to talk and bring up one guy that is very alarming if you're a investor in this individual, and that's a DJ Moore out of Carolina. Now, DJ Moore in four games, four games has 13 catches. Like, like, Cooper Cup does that on a Monday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally. Literally. That, well, that's why I said it. Uh, but, like, this this is alarming for me because 
His 20, he's got 29 targets, which is up there with Robbie Anderson. They added LaVisca Chenault. Like they, they're adding talent around him. Chenault Chris, is hurt. No, but well, he he played really well did. the other day. Yeah, he scored. I thought he got hurt in that game though. He possibly, but I know he's out there. But um, also in, in regards to that, is the the effect that you think is being done? Like McCaffrey has been banged up a little bit, but their offense could be humming. However, you know, like a good neighbor, <laughs> Baker's that, not there. <laughs> Baker Mayfield's not playing very well. He is there. Did I just ba- cross up the insurance companies? I'm pretty sure you did. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. It happens. It happens. Of course. So, yeah, Baker Great Mayfield commercial. is the sole reason why I'm out on DJ Moore. Sell, sell, sell. I, I love DJ Moore, the player, but the situation really, really scares me. I don't think DJ Moore is going to be as bad as he is for the entire season. Like, do you really imagine a world where DJ Moore is going to play a full year and have 40 catches as the wide receiver one? I don't see that happening. But you need to get it going soon because we're a quarter of the way through almost, and 13 catches, oof, that's rough. I don't see it happening anytime soon. I look at their backup quarterbacks. Do they even have a backup quarterback? I know both guys got hurt. Was it Matt Corral? Well, it's, it's Sam Darnold will be the next man up when Darnold, he gets back. Sam Darnold yeah, would he's have not to get healthy. So they're not, not listen. Like, they're not going to make a change. It's not like it's you're looking Baker's at a situation where there's a backup quarterback that you could say, you know what, we have somebody that might be able to inject some life into this offense. It's Baker. That's it. And Matt Rule hasn't been doing a good job with Baker Mayfield. I know that's a stretch to say anyone. Yeah, if you got stock in Matt Rule, which you can't get on Mojo, but if you do. Sell that too because he might be the first one to go if they don't turn this around. To be yeah, honest with you, yeah, and it's unfortunate because I, my personally, I like Matt Rule, but he's just not. He's not and getting I, it done. And I personally like DJ Moore, but you know what? This is this, <laughs> this is the market, business, and this is what we got to talk about right. on here. I'm out on DJ Moore. I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon. I feel like there's going to be a malcontent situation before it gets better, mm. and I say that meaning he might want out. There's there one was- thing I'll say about Baker: receivers want out. I did see some weird, and I, I don't want to credit it because it's not a credible source, but can you imagine a guy like DJ Moore getting moved to, like, a Kansas City, you know, and playing did, with Mahomes? I did read something you like saw that. Some, there was some little whispers and Yes, there. yes, yes, I can imagine we will have a completely different conversation <laughs> right. if DJ Moore is lining up in KC. With, I promise you that. With Patrick Mahomes. Um, all right, another guy that we want to that talk about. That wouldn't be fair. It would not way. be fair. It would actually be... Uh, I mean, just give him the championship at this point. Um, no. Um, so next guy. So this guy is somebody that has done okay. I think he's a res- he's a product of bad quarterback play for the back end of last year into this year. And we're talking about Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, his targets, he's got most on the team. He's getting looked at. The problem is they're just not getting there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's Mitch Trubisky last year was Big Ben. Um, he's only got 23 catches on the year. He hasn't found the end zone yet. So now my question to you, Chris, is the transition into which was announced yesterday, which why, by the way, why everybody's Kenny Pickett stock went right through the roof. Not only did he get in the game, but Tomlin doubled down yesterday and said, Kenny Pickett's the guy going forward. Yes, it's happened. It's done. If you're in on Kenny Pickett, stay there, hold and just watch your stacks grow. Uh, But in regards to Deontay Johnson and receiver department, where do you see this guy do you see this guy showing his once again natural ability because of the fact that maybe there's a quarterback that can lace it in there? I do think that there's potential for him to go up a little bit based on the switch. Deontay Johnson's been highly productive in terms of his receptions, but and his usage, but his his averages are not good. He does not. He's at, last year in the last eight games of the season. I think he averaged under eight or it was under nine, definitely, but possibly under eight yards a reception. That's extremely low for a guy. That well, that's gets also because Big Ben couldn't throw the ball well, seven yards. Big Ben couldn't throw the ball four yards, and then Mitch <laughs> Trubisky was more the same this year. 
Kenny Pickett, I think he's going to make a lot of mistakes, but there's a thing that's going to happen there is they'll be they'll be taking a little bit more risks because he has the ability to throw the ball downfield. He has the ability to scramble and throw the ball downfield at the same time. I don't know about the decision-making just yet, like I said, but there's going to be splash plays. There's a little bit of cold water, though, because I do think Pickens definitely eats into that target share a little bit because Pickett and Pickens, I feel like that's going to be the combo. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Just good I only, luck. I almost didn't successfully say it one time fast. So, no, <laughs> not five times. Um, but, yeah, Pickett and Pickens, I look for yeah, that combination twice. to grow together. I think Deontay Johnson, he's too consistent to just not get targets. Mm-hmm. And because he works the underneath game, very, very good on third down. Deontay Johnson's going to be there to stay. I think he'll be a little bit better. The touchdowns should go up. Okay. That's what I'll say. The yeah, I mean, four games in with none, but the, the averages should go up, but the receptions may go down just a tad. But it's a good, uh, it's a fair exchange. And look, Deontay Johnson is still young enough to not bank on his bank value. Like this guy has upside, and a I lot will of say upside. This, they just extended him, so there's right. plans to keep him in this situation for a couple years going forward. As that offense grows, Deontay Johnson's going to be a very big part of it. Yeah. So yeah, Deontay Johnson's a is a buy, but I'm. I'm not going huge on Deontay Johnson. I'm in on everybody around Kenny Pickett right now, honestly. Like, the way you're describing Kenny Pickett reminds me of somebody that's obviously not favorable in the news right now, but a, uh, you know, Brett Favre. You know, just like, throw caution to the wind. Somebody's down there somewhere. We'll figure this out, like, blindly, like, put a blindfold on and then throw. So it's like, I, I agree with... I commend the Steelers for making the move. It is very, very atypical. Very untimely. Atypical of uh, Mike Tomlin. He's usually like just ve- vanilla. Because he knows. Because he knows. But he the fan base it. needs it, and the offense has been struggling for two years now. It's time. It's time. If you're going to struggle anyway, you might as well struggle with a learning curve. That's my opinion. Right. We know what Mitch Trubisky is. Let's find out what Kenny Pickett's got. All right. Well, those are the two receivers I wanted to bring up right off the rip, but there are a couple guys that I want to compare... Um, Yes. More or less because I have questions. And we've been talking about we've been talking about um obviously the the quarterbacks, the running backs, the top upper upper echelon of those departments, the Tom Brady's, the Zeke and the Henry's, older individuals that have been doing work at the top of the mojo market, right? Well, now I want to talk about two guys to compare them because of the fact that all of a sudden the top dog in the wide receiver market on Mojo is a guy that's been playing for two years, and that's Justin Jefferson. Make it make sense because I, I see what the, the you know obviously the the top the top guys in the other departments are seasoned vets, are guys that you know have established themselves, are guys that have Super Bowl success, are guys that you know who have been doing it longer. All of a sudden, Justin Jefferson comes into the league, takes the league over by storm. One of the top receivers. How did this happen? Okay, so. There's a few layers to this one, and I'm going to do my best to break it all down for the people. So, basically, Justin Jefferson doesn't have the banked value that Devontae has, so there's a lot more volatility. Justin Jefferson's market value right now is based on his banked value plus his market projections. Which market you can see on the screen right now. Market yeah. projections for a young guy like Jefferson are, are extremely lofty. So, he has a couple seasons that are really good, but there's a floor there that Devontae Adams created that Justin Jefferson has not gotten to yet. So there's a lot more risk. If, if both players retired today, mm-hmm. right? If both players retired today, Devontae Adams' floor is much higher. His bank value, it couldn't drop. His, his market share price couldn't drop below his bank value. If Justin Jefferson retired today, 
his value would be $5. So there's extremely a lot more volatility. Now, Justin Jefferson's not going to go ahead and retire today. So you could kind of eliminate that risk, but there is the risk of injury. So for that reason is why you see Justin Jefferson a little bit higher. I would say running backs don't get future value projections because of the injury risk. Okay. And then you see a couple young guys that are kind of on this trend with quarterbacks where like Justin Herbert is third or fourth, where he's only in his third year as well. Right. So it's just that Tom Brady played for 41 years and well, he has 9,000 touchdowns. It's funny that you bring up Justin Herbert. You know how like we went at length about the Dak Prescott contract? You know yeah, what I said? Yeah. When he makes that money, he's going to reset the market. Are these guys resetting the market as they come into the league? Meaning, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, like well, Devontae Adams right now sitting there at 2393, right? And Jefferson's been there for a cup of coffee in regards, in comparison, and he's resetting the market. So now every receiver coming forward that's like a Justin Jefferson is going to be highly touted right off the rip. No? I mean, yes that doesn't make no. sense? Yes and no. If you go back, there's, a, there's another graphic where you could career, uh, compare their career arcs there you go. side by side. And if you see in the beginning, Stairway to heaven Justin for Jefferson was picked in the first round. So his his entry market value is a little bit higher than it was Devontae's. three dollars higher. Right? So and then if you look in the beginning of Devontae's career on the graphic to the left, it takes a little bit of time, two seasons, before he could actually accumulate some real target shares. So Justin Jefferson right out of the gate started blowing up. I think he had over a hundred targets in his rookie season. Devontae Adams, like I said, he he entered a crowded receiving room fresh off the heels of a Super Bowl championship by Green Bay. And it was Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings. Devontae had to work his way into the lineup where Justin Jefferson was wide receiver one immediately. So rookie season, you see what he did. He set records. That's going to get you accumulated bank value out of the gate. And it's going to set the projections on an astronomical level. Because year one, it usually takes a little bit longer. It's just recently where these receivers started blowing up out of the gate, which we're going to get to a guy later. I can't wait to. But mm -hmm. you have some interesting tidbits on their first three seasons. Yeah. I, when I did this deeper dive uh, on these two guys, like right now, for for receptions alone, receptions alone, and I'm all about targets. And, and trust me when I tell you, if you want to look at the target shares, it took Devontae Adams until year three of his career to get over 100 targets, right? It took Justin Jefferson, like, 14 games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it took, it took him one year to get, that, to get to that number. It took Devontae Adams four years to get to where Justin Jefferson is in two years and four games when it comes to receptions alone. And a little tidbit here, and this has to be talked about, is quarterback play. Devontae Adams played with one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen throw football, and then you have Justin Jefferson dealing with Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins, like I said, when he flashes, it's fine, you know, fine, serviceable. But imagine him with a Aaron Rodgers. Imagine him with a Patrick Mahomes, somebody that's going to make your career. And we saw it before on the whole, you know, the whole career projections. The Packers were this close to drafting Justin Jefferson. And so were the Eagles. They traded I will up. remind you that for the rest of your life. And then Vikings <laughs> took him when we took Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Nice. Jordan Love hasn't seen the field. Over T. Uh, Higgins. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> That's some unfortunate stuff. Uh, but anyway, it's a very good conversation to have. And now at this time, when I tell you to go invest in a Devontae Adams, right, it makes the most sense. You would never invest in Devontae Adams without using a multiplier. I mean, come course. on. <laughs> at this point. Because look. Right now, his volatility is not going to be – like, yes, will he have games where he goes absolutely ham? 100%, right? But 
the movement might be a little bit less had you not have thrown a multiplier on. And just keep your eyes open to the Mojo market because you're getting emails, you're getting tweets, you're getting all this stuff all over their socials that they're offering free stuff. So just keep your eyes peeled and yeah, your ears a, to the ground. This is a perfect situation where you would exercise a multiplier yeah. because we got to talk about it at length because I want the people to understand. You could make money on the vets and you could have fun playing the vets. Take some of the volatility from the rookies and the younger guys and insert it into your mojo portfolio with a Devontae Adams or an Aaron Rodgers. Because, Well, maybe not Aaron Rodgers with those receivers, <laughs> but definitely Devontae Adams, I would uh-huh. say, were the guys that, that already have established a, a bank value that you can't really – there's no floor. But if you want to increase that risk and have some more fun, then you use the multiplier. I've made money doing it. Dave's made money doing it. Yes. But it is a little risky, so. Got new Jordans on today because of it. There you go. <laughs> True story. Um, anyway – uh, so before we get out of here, there are a couple of guys that now, because of we're talking about the wide receivers department, right? And we're talking about guys like DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. We're talking about Jefferson guys that are, you know, obviously the top 10 rankings that you can find on mojo.com. Dalton does a great job writing those dynasty rankings. Those are all justified, right? But there's a couple guys right now that within the next few weeks will be on the rise. So it's time to dive in to the bargain basement. We're talking about a guy that you can't stop talking about. I feel like there's a little bit of a – I'm starting to get worried about it, to be honest with you. You're talking about Jameson Williams way too much. Oh, I'm going to hate him in like three weeks. Yeah, when he's Detroit – when him and Amon Ross St. Brown are lining up and you're like, ah, crap, who do I cover? But this guy has some potential. Detroit hasn't done much torching of Green Bay, so I'm okay with Jameson Williams (laughs) for now. But, yeah, the Detroit Lions still stink, guys. I I hate to break (laughs) it to everybody, but there is a situation going on in in amongst the NFL fan bases right now where they're just like Detroit's the darlings. They cover a lot – not so much this year. They're two and two. Uh, they were favored twice. Go figure yeah, that one out. Go figure that one out. So Detroit Lions, they, they kind of have uh, <laughs> the pulse of the league right now. Everybody's kind of in on them, and rightfully so offensively. But they cannot tackle anybody mm. at all. They're still a one and come three on, football Aaron Glenn, team. get your stuff together. They are not biting kneecaps. They are not biting ankles. They are not tackling people. I think that Geno Smith just carved up. The Lions defense for like 490 <laughs> yards. They put up 50 points. 50 points. 48. Now that's 48. They didn't bring no 50 bar. Fair point, Dave. 48 <laughs> points. But the reason why I'm talking so much about the Lions defense right now is because they stink. And when a team stinks and they have a good offense, guess what you get? You get a lot of that you garbage get a lot time. A lot of points. You get a lot of receptions. And I think that that's going to fare well for Jamison Williams. If you look at the Lions schedule down the stretch, they're very favorable matchups for receivers. Very, very favorable. Trust me, I did a deep dive on that. And you expect them to take their time bringing him back, which is all good because we're patient over here at Mojo. Oh, at least yeah. I am. The long game, baby. I want them to be patient, too, because I'm in on the player, and patience is rewarded because we get better health. We want him to stay out as long as possible because when he does take this league, he's going to take it by storm if there's a receiver. Look at the talented receivers that are in this league right now. That came in this year, Drake London. We're not even going to go through the names. You guys know them. Jamison Williams is the most talented one out of that bunch. You think so? Detroit traded up to acquire him with an ACL. Go figure. He's looking like he's going to be back definitely this year. It's a very Detroit Lions thing to do, by the way. It is. It is. But (laughs) they draft the receivers like nine years in a row in the first round. There's a chance he would have been a, a top three pick. If he that good, huh? Yeah, he's really, good. really good. I can't wait until Mojo gives us the ability to start investing in some of these college players. Because it's coming, boy, baby. It's, it is coming. It's right there. The NBA. It, uh, oh, the NBA. Baseball. I mean, yes, it's all going to be there, and we're going to be here to cover it, and I can't I wait for that. I just struck out, by the way. He did that just strike out. That was not a home run. He missed completely. That was Aaron Judge-esque right but there. Yeah, I'm, I'm low and outside. I cannot number. wait to see what this kid could do on the field. It's coming soon. I would say invest now because it is going to be – 
a spike as and soon go as he, long. As soon as he and put a like his on. first eighty-yard touchdown of the season, you're going to be like, man, I wish I listened to Chris on the Mojo Market Report. There it is. There it is. So obviously that's the receivers. But before we get out of here, there are a couple, or at least one guy that you wanted to I mention. I do want to talk about one more guy. Yeah, one more guy who does not fall in the receiver department because obviously, you know, we've been talking receivers long enough. But there's something that happened yesterday. The Atlanta Falcons put Corderell Patterson on the IR for four weeks. That opens the door for opportunity, right? There was a couple weeks ago, week one of the Mojo Market Report, I said, hey, Cordero Patterson's on the wrong side of 30, mm. and, they're, and Atlanta Falcons are surprisingly running the crap out of the football right now at an alarmingly effective rate. So proud of you for the self-censor on that right? one. I really That's am. amazing. It's tough for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're running the ball really effectively, and Cordero Patterson had two monster games out of the first three. And then last week he goes down with a knee, and Tyler Algier steps in and had a monster game as a fill-in. The Atlanta Falcons are running the football. They're playing smash mouth. Mariota's doing well, well mm -hmm. enough as to where he's working the game plan. Their game plan is to run the ball. It's not going to change with Algier. We saw it last week. Got to be in on him. I, I labeled him in the bargain basement a couple weeks back. I said because of Cordero Patterson being as old as he is, Tyler Algier might be a nice. You know, stash you make us hold. seem like fossils when you say like a 32 year old guy. Tyler is Algier old. was a nice stash and hold, and if you did so, it is paying dividends now because he is on on his on the rise. We'll call it. Yeah, and the opportunities are there <laughs> to There's, the moon. Tyler. We're talking about uh, you know targets when you get uh, when you're a receiver. It's all about the bulk, and Atlanta is running the ball. Very effectively. You said something about their offensive line, right? Their offensive line yeah, is insanely effectively moving people out of the way. Yeah, they're doing really well over there. So Adjusted line and, and, yards is a big stat And for to me. me, I'm like looking – yeah, the adjusted line yard. That's what I was trying to allude to. To me, I had the Falcons winning like two games this year. And while that still might be the case, like they might not win a lot of games, but they're putting up points. And in Mojo, on that market, it's all about volatility. The it's Falcons all are built. For the second half, I think if they the the typical we talked issue, about Ritter for a little while yesterday. Maybe yeah, that change I, is coming. That wouldn't be a good thing for the Falcons' season, but it might be good for Ritter's future. But I we'll think see. that the Falcons, they're on their way, man. They're they're a good they have a lot of talent. They're going to have a hard time keeping all the offense together. Hopefully, it catches up in time. Mm. But I like the Falcons, what they got going on offensive line-wise. Very, very good. I'm in on Tyler Algier this week, 100. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, look, that's going to do it for another edition of the Mojo Market Report. You got to do us all a favor, like this video, share it with your friends, tell everybody about the Mojo Market, not just the, the report, the entire thing, because coming soon to a state near you, there has been plenty of people that have chimed in on my Twitter uh, that are saying like, hey man, when, when, when? It's not a matter of like if, it's definitely a matter of when. So Mojo is working diligently behind the scenes to make sure that we're yeah. in more states after this and we reach more people and we get more people playing because boy, oh boy, and I say playing, but it's, it's, it is playing to a certain extent, but it's it's more or less investing. And I, and I think a lot of people are making some safe decisions. And I think, you know what? If you want to go crazy, get crazy. Get crazy. But get crazy with multipliers because I'm telling you right now, if you want things to move every Sunday and you don't want to, like I told you yesterday, you know, I was paying attention more to my Mojo stock yesterday than I or, or Sunday than I was the, the the fantasy stuff, which is not a knock on fantasy. I'm just saying, like, this stuff moves. So yeah. keep your yeah. eye on it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll do that. Tomorrow, um, what I really want to do, is go retro booming tomorrow. Okay. I want to I want to go back in time. I want to show people I want to compare some of today's stars with some of yesterday's he wants to show stars. Show everyone how just how really overrated Troy Aikman was. 
with wow. that for Dave Sturge. If it wasn't for those Chris Super Bowl Goon, bonuses, you just, you just tugged on the heartstrings there. If it wasn't don't for those Super Bowl bonuses, I wonder where Troy Stock would be. I don't want to talk about it. Those gifts. Uh, he's one of the most accurate passers of all oh, time. Give me a break. He is. I'm just saying. Dave Sturge, Chris Gucci from Chop Studios here. Mojo Market Report gets back here to do our thing tomorrow morning. We'll see you then. See you, boys and girls.